Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. The podcast you're about to listen to is an interview that I did with Andrew Boychuk, who is the uh, founder of Flowium, who's an elite Clavio partner. I mean, these guys have driven hundreds of millions of dollars for tons of e-commerce brands. They know their stuff. And in here, Andrew dives into three different steps that they go through in order to be strategic and planned with all of their email campaigns. And then he gets particularly deep into step two where he's talking about campaign types. So if you want like, hey, I don't know what to send my email list, the frequency to send to my email list. I, I feel like I'm hitting writer's block. He gives 10 practical examples of what to actually send your list. And on top of that, he has a 12-month calendar of ideas. So if you want that calendar, go to allypodcast.com slash Flowium. That's F-L-O-W-I-U-M. And you'll be able to get that year of ideas. Enjoy the episode. You are someone who I have learned the most amount of what I know about email marketing for e-com through. I don't know if you knew this, but I went through one of your programs, man, and I'm just I just have to say I'm really you've been on my wish list for a while, so thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me and it was it's nice to have to be on somebody else's wish list. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and you guys have uh, you guys have a podcast as well, just on email, right? Correct, correct. It's called Email Einstein, where we cover everything email marketing. That's awesome. Everybody, go check it out. Email Einstein. I got to be honest. I did not. I have not listened to your podcast yet, but I've watched your YouTube videos. We bought like your Clavio Mastery course last year, and I think um, I think we found you. During a, it was like a Black Friday, Cyber Monday training, maybe two years ago. Did you do something for like glue.io by chance? Uh, no, we, uh, we did it with Recart. You probably uh, talked about Recart. Yeah. Yep. That was it. They do, they do a holiday thing. I think it was like 2021. 20, I forget the year that you did it. Um, but we attended that. So our, my, Maya, who was my previous business partner before she went into momhood with her second kid, yeah. we attended that. And Maya's like, we have to buy this Flowium course. <laughs> and so, of course, we go and we buy it. And it's it was one of the most in-depth things we had done. So I'm excited to dive into this because I have a lot of questions. Uh, and I really want to hone into some really practical and tactical things we can do here. Um, but before we dive in... Kind of take me back a little bit. Uh, how did you get into email? Because you've done so much with email now that how did you just say, this is it? We're going all in on email and this is why. Uh, I wish I have such a clear path as you just described, like this is the thing and this is what I would do. Uh, so I used to work in corporate America here in, uh, in Manhattan uh, as a technology engineer um, and uh, I kind of did not like uh, 
my job, but mm-hmm. I have to feed the family. Uh, so I, I, that's I work there. And on the side, I had the hustle. Uh, I had a website for Ukrainian immigrants who come to us and I was kind of sharing my knowledge about American life, how to adapt and how to assimilate. And uh, I was heavy at the time uh, on email marketing. So it's only kind of a one channel, how I communicate with the members, subscribers. Mm -hmm. Um, So I build different sequences, automations, tagging campaigns. And it, I mean, I learned it. Uh, myself from mostly from Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. Yes. And then when I saved like a decent amount of money for probably two months <laughs> of my uh-huh. life, I quit my job. And after I ran out of the money, I didn't know what to do. And I started looking for freelancing. So I found the Upwork platform and start to kind of look what I can do. And I'm like, I can design the website. I can design a flyer. I can do this and that. And then I found that at that time, they were paying like $46 per hour for email marketing for freelancer. And I'm like, come on, email marketing is so easy. Anybody can do it. But at that moment, I found out not many competitors were on the Upwork market here in the U.S. So I started doing email marketing for all kinds of businesses until I learned, uh, I did first project on Clavio mm-hmm. for e-commerce. And I'm like, whoa, I can show the results right away. It's not like for a lawyer, you have to wait, I don't know, a week, a month, a year to show the results. But in e-commerce, it's easy because it's, I mean, it's easy to show your value. Like you yeah. send a few emails, you set a few automation, uh, there at email attributed revenue right there. And for the, my client, it's easy to pay me money because I, sh- I bring him more money. So then I start to kind of, the rest is a story. I just start to focus on e-commerce and on Clavio. That's, see, you know, it's funny because that is, um, that is what I love about the e-commerce world is how direct response it is. Like you're not doing this six-month nurture sales cycle. You can create things that produce revenue in a very efficient way. And it's kind of like uh, – it's almost like not, not gambling. I don't want to say it's gambling. Maybe the high is like the high you get off of gambling. So like every time I send an email or I launch an ad campaign, I feel the same way. And it's kind of like this – dopamine hit almost like just by launching it, like what's going to happen. And, uh, and the cool thing is it's super effective and it's very direct response related. And so I would, I would agree with that. I think that's one of the greatest things about email, uh, in my opinion, but what kind of like, so from your standpoint, you've driven a lot of revenue from the email front. Do you find that more of that is from flows, campaigns or other? Uh, we, in our company, we like to say the revenue should be distributed equally between uh, campaigns and flows, uh, automations. Mm-hmm. However, there's some brands specifically in um, fashion industry, like apparel, who sell clothes and shoes. Uh, majority of the revenue comes from campaigns uh, because those companies sense a uh, higher volume of campaigns. So it, it's logical that they bring more uh, more revenue. Uh, but in general, rule of thumb, it should be approximately 50-50. Mm. And if you were to, um, if I was just getting started, uh, day one, 
do you recommend everybody just start out right away, even when they have zero, like getting into email? Because like part of me is like my time is also valuable. And I guess this is the balance that I would be curious to understand your thought process on. Because like if I started and in the first like few months I had like 50 people, is it worth continuing to do ongoing email marketing? 100% yes. It's, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're serious about business, uh, like the, the first thing after you install the, uh, like build the website on, on Shopify is default. You start collecting the emails. I mean, the easy is just collect emails. Don't even send them anything. I mean, it's a kind of lazy thing to do, but, uh, the, e- the second easier step is to have a, a opt-in method and like sign up and second, at least welcome email. So when they opt-in, you just welcome them. It can be very simple email. It doesn't have to be designed. It can be very simple message from you. Hey, uh, welcome to the brand. This is what we sell. This is what kind of service we provide X, Y, and Z. That's it. Here's email to contact me. Like that's it. That is enough to get started. When you have traction, when you have time, yes, you can do monthly or weekly campaigns uh, to communicate with those customers. Is there, is there a point? So what point do you recommend sending? Like, I'd love to, honestly, if we could, I'd love to talk about email campaigns. Like maybe we leave flows and move into like the campaign side, if that's all right with you. Um, could you, could you walk me through a little bit? Walk me through, how do you plan? Like, what's the cadence you recommend for campaigns? Uh, and maybe how do you plan those? And what does that whole process look like? Sure. So, uh, I, I would like to, divide the whole process in in three steps and i'll briefly explain what three steps now and like we can go deeper if you want to each step and like expand on it so first step is to define your frequency like your minimum frequency and i can explain you what what i mean that i like how often you want to send the campaign then uh define your um campaign type types or also we like to call like campaign time buckets. So ideas of com- like groups, groups of campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the third part is to plan out your calendar for at least a week, a month, a quarter, which you can of course change. Um, so if we want to expand more on, uh, on the frequency is um, I would strongly recommend the minimum frequency which you will commit to for example if it's weekly is too much for you commit to monthly but mm-hmm. do it monthly if if you can do more do it more but like at least do once a month on the first on the second on the fifth of each month and send it out to your audience however the ideal ideal scenario is weekly so pick mm-hmm. a day do it every friday every monday whatever day you pick uh, don't focus on that. The best time to send this is t- Tuesday between three to five and so forth. Uh, those are myths in our industry uh, because if it's if there is a best time, everybody will be sending in the same time and sooner or later it will become not the best time. Hmm. Uh, so you need to test with your audience. But my recommendation is just to get started. Uh, just pick time and date which are convenience for, for you. And in the future, you can improve. Hey, thanks for checking out the e-commerce alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us if you'd leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. 
And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the ecommercealley.com, we're just going to go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now, back to the episode. Well, that's uh, that's very validating because I tell all of our clients, you should at least send something once a week. <laughs> yeah. So and the fact that you're saying it makes me feel good. All right, we're on the same track. <laughs> and also, it doesn't mean that um, some some people I talk with, they are afraid that, oh, I will send too many emails to, to, to my audience. It does not mean that all of your subscribers will receive weekly emails. Some, like you need to segment your audience mm-hmm. um and some might receive once a once a month because they does not they do not fall in specific segment that you are sending to we in our company but remember we are like b2b we're email marketing agency we do weekly weekly campaign but one week we send it to our existing customers. Another week we send it to everybody. A third week we uh, send it to the prospects. So f- for a month, if you if we take everybody, somebody might receive only two campaigns, and somebody might receive like four. Wow! See, to me that sounds r- like if it's once a week. And I'm on the same page, by the way, is I think you can send a lot. Everyone I believe listening can send a lot more email than they think. We have some clients that send an email a day and they have the same unsubscribe rate that someone who sends it once every other week would have, but they have way more revenue from email dollars wise. So you would even segment if it's only once a week. Because to me, if I hear once a week, I'm like, I'm going all list. If it's only once a week, I would go all list once a week. Do you, th- do you think that's too much? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, if you if you want to send every campaign to engage list, just just do it, hundred uh, percent. Why I was saying about segmentation and that everybody will receive um, weekly emails because for some reason many people are afraid to email their client too much, especially luxury brand. I don't know what's up with them, but they are afraid that. If they send one extra campaign, those people will be upset. I hear that a lot. I, I think a lot of people have this idea that um, I'm going to fatigue people; they're going to unsubscribe. Um, but it is interesting. We have, you know, we work with clients that will send an email a day, and they get the same amount of like unsubscribe percentage wise as they would if they when they used to send two or three emails a week or one email a week. But they have a lot more revenue from it because they're sending very frequently. Um, and it makes sense for them at least. I don't know if that makes sense for everybody. Um, but okay, let's, let's talk. So step one, we need to choose a minimum frequency and we have to commit to that. Correct. Weekly is ideal. Monthly, if you know if what, you, let's just scratch monthly. If you have an excuse, you're going monthly. <laughs> I don't think anyone should go less than weekly. I mean, you could put an hour or less into it and get it out the door. It's like a high leverage activity too. <laughs> of course. And if, uh, if this is a minimum, so you can build it on it. Like you have more resources, either your time or you hire somebody internally, you can add another campaign, another campaign to go three times a week, five times a week and so forth. And it depends also on the industry, because if you sell mattresses, we like to talk about mattresses a lot on our podcast. So if you sell mattresses, it might not be as relevant. And if if I bought mattress from you, I maybe I don't want to hear from you on daily basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then that's where exclusions are then going to come in. Correct. Right? Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. So minimum frequency weekly or more. Um, step two, you said campaign types. Yeah, so uh, we we like to in uh, in our agency, a company, we like to think about like campaign campaign types because it gives us boundaries and I, like uh, to what kind of campaigns to create. So I would like to um, describe ten campaign types or like ideas which you can use for the, your next campaign. So okay. the first one is, and I believe this is the easiest one, is a holiday related uh, campaigns. So to review uh, review the calendar for the next month or next quarter and pick on which holiday you want to send a campaign. It doesn't have to be a promotion. It can be some simple happy Earth Day campaign or happy Valentine's Day or happy New Year. Each month, there's a big holiday that you can, uh, for the next 12 months, you can select one holiday each m- month and just send simple uh, campaign then if you want to drop uh, throw the promotion there it's it's great also in addition to the holidays um in the same same ideas your internal holiday maybe there's uh, your company birthday or ceo birthday or maybe mm. the your influencer pet birthday and you want to mention in your campaign I, uh, we did, what did we do, Dylan? I turned, so I turned 30 back in August and we did a whole promo just because I turned 30 and we were like 30% off. (laughs) We're like 30% off our premium coaching program for like that week or something like that. Um, just random. Yeah. And any reason I really like that. Okay. So holidays, what's another one? Um, so the, the next one is a product related. So any let's say product releases education about product product updates back in stock uh, or s- limited stock on specific product or on specific product size um, mm. we have a client who sell limited by the way like you, you said you like disney and pixar so they sell um like t- uh, shirts with uh, a lot of disney and pixar uh, from d- different movies but they have a limited stock like like 250 uh, entire stock of specific shirt so it's like collectible um so maybe medium size goes as fast as possible and let's say if three shirts left we might say like hey only re- Three three shirts left. Go f- be the first one or, or the last one to to grab that uh, specific product, uh, or maybe your product is so unique or complicated that you need to send a campaign to educate them about your product. Mm, okay, so I like the, that. Yeah. So the third one was product. Oh, sorry, second was a product related. The third one uh, get we call it get to know your customer. And this is where you want to create a campaign. Um, you need to do more work here, but it's a campaign about your customers. Uh, it can be their story uh, or their story, how they use your product or some kind of UCG content, user-generated content. Maybe they um, create a um, review about you or they mention you in their Instagram stories or Instagram uh, podcast. Um, post and maybe you can create the entire campaign with those posts where people mentioning your brand. Uh, we work with a company, um, uh, Lulalu who sells the um, bras 
for ladies. Uh, and it's there's um, I, I was not aware about this, but it's like like very small um, uh, bras. And there's specifics. There's a lot of stories uh, those ladies share about um, their life, and hmm. so we create Lady of the Month, and we select each month, uh, each month uh, lady, and describe the story about them. And it's become so successful that they even created the, the entire section on their website about those wow. those uh, ladies that we feature each month. And it's um, another kind of kind of by accident, we create a community for this so, brand. So when you say know your customers, you're saying that you're inviting them to submit for it or you're just highlighting the ones that have already posted or done something in the last both. month? It can be both. Okay, gotcha. It, it, it's, it's, it's up to you. I mean, the, the, the easiest route probably already, just to mention who already posted, it's the easiest one. Uh, the more complicated is uh, to interview them, ask them to, uh, to share some kind of story. Okay. So it's based on your resources. Okay. So number four is uh, probably the most popular one for e-commerce brand, uh, promotions, a campaign about promotions. It can be side, side-wide promotion, product-specific promotion, category-specific promotion, holiday-specific promotion. But basically, this is the entire campaign is about to give something to the client to c- convert them, either 10% off, Free shipping and so forth. If we could, I want to stop there real fast sure. because I uh, promos are. I'm a huge fan of promos, but I want to ask. I'm going to get your opinion on this. Um, sure. How often do you recommend doing some kind of a promo cycle or some kind of a promotion like that? Uh, so we 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 typically do it. Depends on the brand, but it's probably once a month or once per two months like approximately depends on the brands again if you're uh if you have many SKUs in your store let's say you're in um, apparel uh, mm-hmm. like business and you're releasing a lot of new products and you're sending a lot of campaigns so once a month uh will work for that kind of brand but if you for example a mattress company uh, and you have like three SKUs you don't want to teach your kind of uh, customer that oh, every month I'm running p- promotion. Maybe for that kind of brand, you will do once a quarter. So mm. it depends on the industry, but it's like between one, once once a month or once for two months. That's awesome. I, something that I uh, I tell all of our clients is for every four to like four to six weeks to create like cash injection. And um, if anyone's listening and they're like a subscription box, I think subscription boxes are the monthly kind where it's like, hey, every time you're releasing a new subscription box, and maybe the promo doesn't always have a discount tied to it, but always doing some kind of a promotion for the next box. It's about to release before the cutoff date. Uh, doing an unboxing, showing what that looks like. But it makes sense. So if you only have a couple SKUs and it's not something like a subscription box, you probably only want to promote that so frequently so people don't get used to only buying uh, when there's a promotion. And you just kind of cannibalize the brand a little bit. Of course. I, and it's, I'm going through ideas, but it's important to remember, like you need to segment your audience and exclude somebody who already purchased and do not include them in that promo, not to make them upset. Or if you yes. do, um, yeah, so just- That's good. 
Yeah, that that's something that I've seen. I've, I have seen actually happen firsthand mm-hmm. um, where we've done things where <laughs> you run a promo, uh, like a promo sprint or something. We call them promo sprints, like uh, Friday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you just go real email heavy and you have like some kind of a deal and you forget to exclude the people that just purchased on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then you get like 38 emails from people like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just bought this. Let's return it and I'm going to buy it at this discount. That's good. <laughs> All right. I like this. Promos. What else we have? So number five is like upsell and cross sells. Uh, so now you need to use segmentation. But basically, if somebody purchase X, you want to sell them Y. Um, so this is another. It's, it's not about uh, promos, but j- just complementary product or maybe upgrade of that product. So, for example, in the subscription box example, if they have different subs- uh, boxes, let's say mm-hmm. they have um, ra- one razor, three razor, and five razor. Maybe for upsell, you want to t- sell them the three razors. So you need to build the segment who purchase one razor, and send them a campaign about upsell or and same thing about cross-sell. If they bought a razor, you maybe want to sell them the shaving cream, which they didn't buy. Okay. And that probably, does that only make sense though when you have a high enough volume? Because if I had like 10 people who just bought product one, it probably wouldn't be worth an email campaign or would it? Um, I, I, I never work with brands who has like here, 10 people who bought one product to be honest <laughs> right, I'm, gi- I'm giving you an extreme example maybe that's fair <laughs> yeah. all right cool listen it's all based on the resources uh, and uh, this is campaign if you let's say if you do once a once a week campaign maybe this kind of campaign for upsell and cross-sell is um not applicable to you because you want to send it to as many people as you as you can because you send it once a month but if you higher volume uh you, let's say if you send it one uh five times per week and you're coming up with idea what to send uh use one of this campaign upsell or cross-sell campaign that's good cool so next one number six is a survey of or quizzes uh lately people uh i mean for the f- probably f- last three to four maybe five years People use a lot of like survey quiz, quizzes, uh, interactive quizzes where people need to answer different uh, questions uh, or serving your buyers or non-buyers to get more inf- information from them. And maybe in return of, I don't know, $10 off or 10% off, maybe give some something to them to get information. But those survey and quizzes, first of all, it's additional communication with your customers, but the biggest value for you that you will collect information from them. I have a, I actually have a question around that. Maybe it's kind of like adjacent to that. So I have heard from some other email marketing people uh, that they will send like ask based, like question based campaigns to prompt an actual reply back to the email Sure. For the sake of improving deliverability or white labeling them and increasing that somehow. Do you, do you ever do that? And if so, or do you think that's like just a myth or it's like, a, it's not really something that works well, or have you ever tried it? Like, what are your thoughts on something like that? I don't know if that's, it's not really quiz. I don't know if that's like surveying with a simple question or not. Uh, no, this is perfect. And yes, um, this is great. Uh, one challenge. So sometimes we even say, hey, reply and we'll send you the code, uh, discount code back. Okay. Uh, the one challenge when you have, let's say, 
200,000 subscribers and you send it to all of them and let's say even 10% reply, it's it's what, like 20,000 that you need to kind of send it to. So the option, uh, uh, not the option, the solution we found to send it from different email and on that email set vacation uh, notification and say, hey, I'm currently out of office, but Brilliant. I know this prom- promotion is running off, so I don't want you to wait until I'm back. So here's a code. So basically, you just uh, kind of create an automation. That is a gold nugget. I would never have come up with that solution. I would have been like, how do we automate it based on the keywords they respond to? That's really good. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's brilliant. Actually, I come that. up about that idea on the, our podcast because I'm not the host on our podcast. Uh, uh, right now we have a um, lady host, Vera. She uh, interviews a lot of guests about email marketing, but sometimes she, um, she invites me to talk on our podcast and we kind of brainstorm and come up with a solution how to not to respond to 20,000 emails manually. Yeah. That's, have you ever used that? Like I've heard to also use that maybe in like a welcome flow just for the sake of getting the initial response when they first get in. Have you ever done it in like a welcome flow in like a small volume automated way? So I personally did not, uh, but maybe some okay. of our team members did because okay. I mean, I, I cannot, I, I don't check. Um, I'm not able to check all the uh, strategies we create. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. So number seven is what I have is an activity. Uh, so when you want to send campaign to inactive users, somebody who probably did not open your campaign for a while and you can send them, hey, um, it looks like you're not um, engaging with us. So we'll probably unsubscribe you or, or, or maybe reply to show your interest in our emails and so forth. I just got one of those from somebody this morning. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't opened their emails in a long time. All right. Uh, number eight is, um, and by the way, uh, some of them uh, that I'm describing as a campaign can be, of course, automated in the flow or sequence or automation. But uh, in addition to automation, I uh, strongly send it as a manual campaign as well. So number eight is a relation consumption milestone. So for example, anniversaries, oh, you've been a year with us as a customer or uh, happy birthday, uh, if you know their birthday. So that kind of campaign uh, works very well as well. Because when you celebrate your subscriber. That's cool. Number nine is a big beta uh beta or waiting list uh so like i learned this strategy a long time ago from ezra firestone from smart marketer about the early bird lit early bird opt-in list for like a black friday cyber monday but many brands are doing this for product launches um we uh, we work with a company uh who was releasing uh limited um products and they were sending, hey, we have a release on X, Y, and date. Just be the first to know. And then they were releasing. And what we found that people were waiting and the highest sale, the highest sale uh, were at the, at the exact time, let's say 4 p.m. Mm. 
And we didn't have a chance even to send a campaign yet. People start buying right away because wow. that teaser, that teaser, that like beta waiting list was uh, so, so important for them. That's good. You know, we have a lot of、uh, clients who launch products and new re- new lines every month to three months. Kind of depends. I probably say quarterly is more frequent or more often. That's good. Building the waiting list. I'm a huge fan of doing that as well. Doing like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we'll build like a wait list, like an early, I guess an early bird list, as you just said, of people to get those VIP deals. We call it the VIP Black Friday list, and then we see huge success in that. I don't know why I didn't think about doing that for、uh, product launches. I like that. Yeah. So in our own example,、uh, we、uh, the courses you spoke about earlier that you purchase,、uh, we are sunset them, and right、mm-hmm. now we don't have any courses on our website. We're planning to release、um, something、uh, like courses, but like totally different, like a different style of the course we want to release. So right now we just have a waiting list, so people can opt in. And just receive our updates about the course we about to release, and we'll notify them when the course will be live. I know I went to buy one two, like two months ago, and I had to join the wait list. So <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Now I see what's going on here.、Yeah. That's great. <laughs> cool. And the last one is、um, geolocation. Let's say if you have, if you're planning to attend a conference, for example, I'm going to Utah in、um, Salt Lake City in. Actually, in in a few weeks, so I'll probably send a campaign to somebody who has like Utah is our zip code or in, in that state, and say, "Hey,、uh, I'm planning to be in Utah. Our team will be in Utah, Salt Lake City. Let's meet." So you can do something similar for if you do trade show. Maybe your product in、uh, will become available in local stores, or you're going for a specific meetup.、Uh, send that kind of email.、Uh, To specific segments, somebody who lived there. Now all ESPs、uh, have that capabilities, so you can segment all your audience based on the location. So those are ten、mm, campaign types around which you can create, like w- decide what to send next. Okay, so just to recap my notes here. So step、sure. one, you need to select a frequency. You need to commit to that,、mm-hmm. um, you, or a minimum frequency, and then you need to step two, determine your campaign types. You give us these are ten really great ideas.、Um, determine that, and then step three, you said plan weekly, monthly, quarterly. Yeah, so、uh, we strongly recommend before you start writing, create any campaign.、Uh, Pull out a calendar. It can be physical. It can be Google Calendar. It can be whatever calendar you want to use. What's easier for you? See the dates and start planning out at least a week ahead. But I strongly recommend to do it like mo- for entire months or for entire quarter. At least fill up those holidays that you, that you want to、um, like highlight, like Memorial Day, Fourth of July. Um, New Year, so those dates are kind of set, and you can start、uh, doing design copy for those specific emails, and maybe run through the list I、uh, will just spoke about, like those ten things,、mm-hmm. and start to fill up. Okay, so one one week I'll send holiday, and then I have four、uh, three weeks left in the month. What can I send next? Okay, I'll do one promo. What else can I do? Okay, so let's say send another survey and and so forth. So、mm-hmm. basically, use that、uh, those ten ideas like campaign types as a reference when you go through the entire months. 
and kind of block each day for each campaign you want to send. Are there any um, are there any like must haves or trends you see in emails that do well, like on a campaign front? Like, uh, for example, maybe like do you see that having navigation is really good, or always having a large featured image, or having some body copy in there, or tons of product options? Like, are there any things that you're like every time we build a template for our campaigns, we always want to include these assets or these elements? Sure. So the, the first, because you just said about the navigation. So navigation is like a taboo. It's a big no, no. So if you really? want to, yeah, okay. Interesting. Because it defeats the purpose, uh, defeats the purpose of the single, uh, call to action in the email. You can have multiple uh, call to action, but down, down, uh, when you engage with the email, you want people to scroll. So if you give them five options in the top, so you have a logo, you have a, I don't know, and let's say three, four, four navigation call to actions, then you have here image and so forth. So y- you give people so many options. Some of them will be lost and others will click on something that you, you do not promote. Mm. You want them to scroll down a little or at least to call to the first call to action, to the main call to action. Uh, under the main call to action, you can have whatever you want because it's not as important. They already engage with your emails by scrolling mm-hmm. and reading. You got their attention. So okay. the main point, like you can, uh, you can have logo, then hero image, the body, uh, body of the email and short or small, and then call to action. So you're saying it needs to be really singular focus. The goal is the scroll. That's what I gathered from that. Yes, uh, <laughs> there's there's no da- um, there's not no data that I'm aware of that um, Gmail or any um, inbox provider say like, oh, we track this engagement. But for you as a business owner, let's assume you're sending fifty percent off coupon, but you included menu style on the top. Mm-hmm. And let's say they have a, a small screen on the mobile. They notice something on your call to action in the menu bar that they want to click on. So they click. So they miss the entire email about the 50% off That's and good. about the okay. coupon. Well, I need to, uh, Dylan, go ahead and take a note. We're, we're going to go change some <laughs> of our emails. <laughs> that was good. I'm so glad I asked that question because I, I don't, I don't have a high volume of like, Email, like the level that you have, you said you're like a 70 person team or something crazy like this. So you guys sent a lot of emails, way more than me. And, uh, if that, that's a really good point though. The goal is to scroll, keep them focused on what you're sending. That's really good. How do you, how important do you believe design is in email uh, for e-commerce in particular? It's a hard question. Uh, it is important. I'm trying to stump you here, Andrew. I'm trying to stump you because you've had really, really great stuff. Um, it is important because you want to be presentable mm-hmm. as a company, but at the same time, I believe it should be mixed with a healthy amount of tax-based emails. The perfect brand that I totally love, uh, Magic Spoon, uh, they sell yes. cereal. They have a amazing um, um, balance between designed email and text-based email. However, on another hand, uh, the company Sticker Mule, uh, uh-huh. they do just 100% text-based email 
and they are email not longer than one sentence. And that sentence is not longer than probably five or four words. Real quick question. Do, do you work with Sticker Mule or are you just mentioning no, them? No, no, okay, just, good. Just I just want to throw my two cents in there. I hate Sticker Mule's emails because oh. I get them. They're so cringeworthy to me. <laughs> really? But, I don't uh, like them. But I believe either <laughs> Forbes or uh, some big magazine did the entire like case study or whatever. Uh, about them and it's the owner of that company said it was it's very successful for them wow. so we we want to invite them to the podcast um so if anybody has connection with sticker mule we would like to invite them to them to our show to to learn more from them mm-hmm. uh, but the point is they don't invest as much in email marketing production so their mm. return on investment is much higher okay I would also be interested to see what would happen if they, I, I'm curious if they had tests of high production, like higher branded designed versus that. But you, but it is an interesting, uh, I don't subscribe to Magic Spoon. I'm going to go do that to see kind of what, but I love their brand. I see their ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see what they do, but I get sticker meal stuff. And to me, it's just boring. But from in marketing, it's all about like, what's the outcome? And so if the outcome is great and that's all they have to do for it, yeah. that's amazing. That's a low resource to launch those emails because they're like two sentences long yeah, <laughs> with yeah. a hyperlink. All right. After you become a customer of Sticker Mill, it totally makes sense because I purchased, let's say, a specific sticker and now they are sending me promo for that sticker, but let's say 50% cheaper. It's like, I don't need more information. I know what their product is. Uh, if it's kind of inexpensive now, uh, like let me buy more of it. Uh, on the email design front, sure. um, do you recommend any email builder tools or just the native tools within a lot of the platforms? Uh, so our team, uh, I don't do design myself. We have a team okay. of the email designers. Uh, so I know they do not use native builder to start from scratch. So they use either Figma or Photoshop or whatever tool they use and they slice it accordingly but also we do not take the entire image and slice it and put it in Clive or any builder. We do it um, uh, responsive email design. So where image needs to go, we do the image. But when the text uh, needs to go, we modify and play with the text inside of that builder. So it's responsive. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. I have, there's a tool called Stripo out there that I just, I tell a lot of our clients, like, go use that. Cause, uh, Clavio's native builder is just like, uh, you're confined to doing a lot of design things in there. So you guys using Figma and do more, more custom stuff, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and we, we interviewed, by the way, we interviewed the founder of Stripo, his fellow Ukrainian. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, I forget the episode name, but if you type in Stripo and Flowium podcast, uh, you will find the episode. Okay. Um, I mean, all of our clients use Stripo. I push everybody to Stripo. I might need an introduction to get them on the podcast because uh, their stuff is really solid, man. Um, one final question that I that I have for you. Sure. Um, you know, what do you what do you say to someone who's like, I have because I've gotten this I've gotten this from a handful of clients just recently, and that's you know I have this email list of five thousand, ten thousand, whatever amount of people that are highly engaged in opening, but all the emails that I send every week, they never buy. What are your thoughts on that? If they're opening, but people are never buying. 
so the goal of email not to sell, the goal of the email, uh, the body of the email, for them to click and go to your landing page. And the goal of the landing page is to sell. So there's a few things. If they don't click, something's wrong with the email. If they don't buy, if they click, but they don't buy, something wrong with the landing, the sales page. Okay. I, All I, right. you, you probably expected an, another answer, but no, there's... I would follow the same train of thought, to be honest. I really, I mean, because in ads, I follow the same thing. Hey, if they're not clicking, it's probably something on the ad front, right? If they're clicking and they're not buying, it's probably something on where they're landing or the offer. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. Final question, and I may, I think I just said that. This is the second final. <laughs> this is the final, final question, Andrew. Yes. All right, ChatGPT, a lot of people are using it for a lot of different reasons. Have you seen it do well, and are you leveraging it in any capacity for copywriting an email? As a company, no. I play with it, played with it, and it's a powerful tool only if you use it kind of as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And you can add uh, your either expertise or your personality in, in into that uh, whatever chat GPT generated for you. Or you created the email and you say, hey, improve it for me or make it in the funny, uh, fu- funny voice or a professional voice. That way you can use chat GPT, but to create email from scratch and just do copy and paste. No, it's it's not there yet. Okay. Maybe one day, but not not now. All right. Well, my friend, I'm thank- I'm thankful for you. Thank you for being on. You know, I'm, it was funny the fact that you emailed me uh, and asked me if we wanted to do something together. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm the one who's <laughs> I've emailed your team before, but I've got no response. So I don't know who responds to that. But that's that's where we're at. I'm not offended. I'm over it. It's water under the bridge at this point. Um, but you do have something. Now I did. So everyone knows I invited Andrew on because I'm like. Uh, when he asked him, like, let's talk about email campaigns. I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with because email is valuable. I think most people listening to this probably understand that, but we don't know what to send. And Andrew was like, well, we have like a year of like a whole 12 month calendar of campaign ideas. And I'm like, well, let's talk about this, but can we also just give that away to everyone? And he said, yeah. So <laughs> what we're going to do is if you go to alleypodcast.com slash flowium, it's F-L-O-W flow. I-U-M, Flowium. So alleypodcast.com slash Flowium. We'll just redirect to whatever page Andrew's going to put that on for if you want to get the 12-month calendar of like email campaign ideas, uh, go ahead and go there for that. Um, But with that said, my man, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Cool. Everyone, you've been listening to the E-Commerce Alley podcast produced by the legendary Dylan Counts behind the scenes. We appreciate you tuning into this podcast, talking about some email stuff. Don't forget, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, li- give us a thumbs up or a rating on your uh, podcast audio device, and we will see you in the next episode. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.